Paper Scissors, the blackest podcast on the planet. What's up, people? Welcome back. Welcome back. Mike, paper, scissors. Got the crew with me. Rock, Abdur. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's good, family? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put the disclaimer out there for the for the audience, man. Y'all put y'all seatbelts on today because, uh, you know, Brock, Brock about to be on one. No, I'm not. That's I'm going to be that's my... A, that, that... <laughs> <laughs> that's the disclaimer. Oh, man. So... <laughs> Hey, you want to touch on your disclaimer, man? At Brock is great on on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, um, Clubhouse. You want the smoke? Come for me. All right. <laughs> so, so our topic today. This is actually going to be a two part topic. So we're going today. We're going to talk about uh, this. You know. Black women feeling unprotected, which will go into our next segment next week of accountability from the brothers. But today we're going to focus on the sisters. So just to fill y'all in, you know, all the three of us took a survey with all sisters and asked them how protected they felt amongst the brothers. Um, <sighs> and su- surprisingly... We we got we got some very interesting comments. Um, I, I asked ten women. Two said they didn't feel unfor- didn't feel protected. One, I asked her. I said, "Give me a few days," because she works with me. So I asked her a few days later. She said her stance has not changed. She does not feel protected by brothers. He, out excluding excluding husband, brother, immediate family, just the outside. She did not feel protected and wouldn't feel protected, like, you know, with the scenarios. If she was in a grocery store getting harassed, do, does she feel like a brother would come to her to her, um, to her her rescue, per se? And she said no. Another one was on the fence. She said, you know, she's 50-50. I was like, okay. And then the others, so they, they, they felt protected. Um. What you what you gentlemen got from your surveys? Um, on my end, it leaned more towards them not feeling protected by black men. Um, sadly, um, what was the percentage? I would say seventy thirty. Mm. Um, okay, and seventy thirty not protected. Yeah, they didn't feel protected. Damn. and and I want to say. That because the way the conversation went, it kind of divulged more into, well, you know, in our community, um, we feel like if there was a white man, you know, maybe disparaging a black woman or an Asian man or an Indian man disparaging a black woman, they felt the likelihood of, of a brother coming to their defense was higher than if they was in an outside community, you know what I'm saying, or in a whiter community. Uh, the other thing is that that also was brought up as well, and not to get too far off track, is they also felt that if there was another black man disparaging them, that they felt that's when they really felt the least protected by other black men. They felt like that's when we would probably still be on the sidelines to more watch and, and, and look and pull out our cell phones versus trying to do something. 
regardless of the situation. So that to me was kind of like a double hit because that's like our own attacking our own, then our own standing by and watching it happen. You know what I'm saying? So it, it got really interesting, the different paths it took. But what I took from it is they really don't feel as safe as they should. It's just not a consensus where, no, of course, anywhere I'm at, I know my brother's got my back. It's like, no, it depends. Or it's like, well, what about if this situation comes? It's not just a definitive, no, I felt protected. No, no, of course he's going to come to my aid. It just wasn't that. And, you know, at the end of the day, we kind of got to look at ourselves and our relationship with our sisters to see why, you know, they feel that way. I think 50-50 is too low. You know? All right, Brock, what you got? I'm going to give you mine, um, but I do have a quick question. I'm going to throw it out there. You don't got to answer. You can just let it breathe, and we can circle back around to it later. Um, You made the comment about pulling out the cell phone and recording, like if something was going on, because I do recall something recently where um, a black woman was getting roughed up by the cops, and there was a black guy there recording. Um, Is that lack of protection? Or is that being more strategic? Is that black man not protecting this black woman by putting now putting his life at danger and probably not going home to his family? Or is he being more um, strategic by having the evidence that showed that she was indeed treated um, unfairly? Well, um, but well, in regards to law enforcement, I'd say um, you can't put yourself in just as much danger because then you're no more. You're no longer any help. You know what I'm saying? But then, but but that's I, I I but I would assure you that I'm not I'm not necessarily speaking on the women that you spoke to, but I can assure you that there's a faction of women out there that say black men are protecting them in that regard. And the only reason I know that is because I was in a group where black women were talking about black men were protecting them in that regard, mm. specifically to that scenario. Mm. So you want this black man that whom you don't know, who does not know you, you do not know him to put his self in between you and the cops because you're getting treated um, you're getting treated poorly as opposed to him videotaping it and providing the evidence so that you can get your, your just due in court. You want him to stand between you and the cop because I can assure you, the cops roughed you up. They're going to shoot his black ass. Mm-hmm. And what about the women that he's supposed to be protecting at home? What if he was protecting those black women by not putting himself in harm's way? It's yeah. all a slippery slope. I get you know, it. Just, let, let's let's just let's dig thought. into that. Another, right, right. I, I'll give you my my statistics, my my survey real quick. It was 80 percent um, of the women that um, that I um, surveyed felt protected by the men in their lives. Twenty percent did not. Um, the two that weren't, um, I'm just being real honest, and it is what it is. One of them is ratchet as hell. And you know, hey, no disrespect to the ratchet. We all got a little ratchet in us. I ain't grow up. I ain't grow up with no silver spoon. You know, I, I, I'm I'm college educated with degrees and papers now, but I ain't come up in this shit. I just decided to better myself. Um, and then the other um, the other one who said that she didn't feel protected, um, disclaimer, does have a history of um, some very poor relationships. I'll say that. Um, so, so that said, I, I do see some common denominators in there, but I know we'll touch on those here in a minute. Um, so from, from the ones that I spoke to, the one that hurt the most was when the one who said she did not feel protected at all. That one, that one kind of, that was like a little dagger. I took that personal. 
and not towards her. I just I took it generally personal. Like wow, like that's how that's how you sisters feel out here about about the brothers. Um, and it just made me really think about you know what we're doing as far as protecting them and what and what does protection look like? Here actually? we go. Let's go. That's what I was gonna ask. Did did any of did you ask any of them that? Because oddly enough, of the women who told me that they do feel protected, when I asked the question, they looked at me strange. Mm. And they were like, Protection, what does that look like? In the sense that I mean, yeah, my you know, the men in my life, yeah, I feel protected, but what do you mean not protected? Like you're talking about from some Randy at the store, like they didn't have the expectation of that in the sense that they didn't feel obligated to someone who they didn't feel obligated that someone who does not even know that they exist will come to their defense in a way that somebody who does. It, it's it, it's like it's not even nothing they're even thinking. They're not expecting for any of us to come to defense at all. It's like it's right, yeah. and, yeah. and that and that's to right. me that's terribly sad. Is, well, is it? It is to a degree. It is to a degree. It is. Hold on, hold on. Hear me out, because Chris, you were on the phone when I asked the first woman, the first woman. You and and her exact words were this. She said, "Do I feel protected?" She said, "When I'm with my husband, my husband got me. But if my husband ain't around, do I feel protected?" She said, "That's what I got a pistol for." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those were her. She she didn't walk around with the. The, the the sense of entitlement of anybody coming to her aid. And I think that is something to be said about that being good, bad, or indifferent. I do think that there's a mindset there that is kind of important as it relates to this issue. Now, I do want to say this because I don't want the sisters coming at us like that. We're not. Oh, no, come at me. We're... Come at me, please. <laughs> we're not dismissing any of your feelings, how you feel. We're not dismissing those. We're, we were just curious, and it just became a topic that, you know, we wanted to address. Hell, I wanted to know what it meant. What does this... And, and it's going... And the, the fact of the matter is, it's going to be subjective depending on the person that you talk to. What does protection right. look like? Protection looks different for everyone. And, and that's not just a, a female thing. That is a uh, that 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 goes beyond um, gender. Or oh, wow, hold on, I forgot. We're in a new age. I can't necessarily specify gen gender. That goes for everybody when it mm -hmm. comes to protection. Um, you know, there are some people who may feel like you know their ring doorbell is enough protection right. for their house. Then you got somebody like me. I got cameras on the inside and the outside of my house, and I stay in white right. suburbia. The, the, it's the expectation, the so expectation I'm, of protection versus, you know, what exactly does that protection look like? Somebody can come up and say, hey, listen, stop doing that. And they say, listen, I did my part. Somebody else can run up and tackle somebody that's, that's verbally doing something. And that's a form of protection. Somebody can pull out a pistol. Like you said, there's, there's different versions. Of what does that mean and how does that carry? Right. You know, it's something that's and, and I'm gonna let you go. Um, go ahead, Brock. But just while you're touching on it real quick, something that one of my one of my sisters said that was interesting. She was like, "All brothers aren't created equal in different areas in different places." So she was like, she feels feels differently about the certain caliber of people in certain areas. So she's like in a hood around a bunch of people that, you know, where they're 
more just of the getting money type and they don't care about anything else going on in the planet, she might feel a little less protected versus then being somewhere where the caliber of human being is going to be a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to dismiss them, but it's just everybody has a different type of energy and agenda. And they're like, yeah, that's none of my business. I don't care what's happening. I'm over here getting this bread over here versus you being somewhere else where you're in a district where if a brother's walking back and forth to work and he sees something going on, he's more inclined to stop and try to do something to help. But see, oddly enough, that shit that that shit is extremely ironic to me. Um, Chris and I were talking earlier, and we were talking about um, about just us protecting ourselves, you know. But and I, I'm gonna go on black men, even though we're gonna talk about the brothers later. You know, black men protecting ourselves, and we kind of brought up the George Zimmerman, Zimmerman thing, and where were black folks, you know, going after George Zimmerman? And the irony of that to me is this. The dope boy should have been the one going after him. If you already out in the street and you about that, if you out you if you already out in the street and you about that life and it just is what it is, where where the shooters at? Where the trigger man at? Where the dude who who is on go, on site all the time? Where is that cat at? Um, because Mm -hmm. you can't expect you can't expect a civilian who is living the straight and narrow to go do that shit now. This man got too much to lose. But True. if you already out there in the street and you about that life, you willing to you willing to catch a body behind a you willing to catch a body behind a bag, behind a chick, well, but you can't go do that. So I, I, I find it highly ironic that a woman would be like, yo, if I'm in the hood and these dudes out here get money, nah, they ain't protecting me. They 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 would expect the civilian sanitation worker to step up before True. the dude on the corner. That now that's hey, fucked well, up. The way the way that, that program <clears> is, is set up is it's, it's it's quite vicious. And Abdor, you touched on something when you said, you know, basically, you know, the the brother putting himself in harm's way. Because say it's a say it's a police officer, um, you know, dealing with a woman, dealing with a sister. I mean, there's only so well, much. This is where strategy we can do. has to come into play. You have to analyze the but, whole situation. Am I out here by myself? You know what I mean? Is it but, just me, the officer, and the sister? Is there a group of other people? Can I leverage my situation in my favor so I'm in less of danger, even though if I'm the one that's taking charge and leading to make sure that my sister doesn't get put in any more harm's way than she already is? That comes with having a certain way of tactical thinking and, and having an understanding of what situation you're in and, and where you're at. You know, maybe you're in a situation where you well, can't that's another, do these what, things. Where you, maybe, yeah, listen, for us both to be safe, because I need to go home, all I can do is videotape this thing. Or make a phone call to say, hey, listen, somebody needs to get over here. Because I can't do something where this cop's going to feel inclined right, to do something right. to me. And if he acts out of character to something to me, he's definitely going to do something to you. Because he's got to cover this thing up anyway. You know what I mean? So you got to always make sure that we, we keep a level head and analyze everything for what it is. That, well, yeah, because... but, you're asking, but you're asking people operating in emotion, a group of people operating in emotion, to use a level head. And you're, you're um, touching on a you know, on a scenario that was actually spoken on because it was a real thing and women were saying that, oh, black men aren't protecting us. All he did was videotape. The man didn't know her. It was it was her. The, it was her. The man pulled up, random guy, started recording, and the cop. And so he recorded. Now, let's run down the list of reasons why he recorded. Reason number one. Um, last time I checked, Police was kind of shooting us every now and again out here. 
So um, the likelihood of him shooting, of the cop shooting him as opposed to her was probably a bit more increased. That's number one. Now, let's think about statistics. Since they say we all, you know, we all out here, we all in the streets and this, that, and the other. Let's say do it his own papers. Maybe the best thing he could do was record it. Because if he on papers and now he putting himself in quote unquote harm's way to protect her, he might be mm-hmm. facing a bid. So she goes home and she feels protected, but now he back in the system. Hey, I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to put it like this. First off, protection doesn't always have to be physical. Like, we could be recording that situation. That's yeah, having her back, technically, because we're we're providing evidence to show... That's not what, what they want. That's not, that's not what... I, well, I say they. Ladies, if it don't apply, let it fly. Now, my grandmama always said, I heard dog will holler. So if you feel some type of way, I'm talking to you. Um, pr- although protection doesn't always have to be physical, it seems as though that's the brand of protection that would be recognized. I think that's the brand of protection that would be recognized because we, to an extent, as men, have kind of brandished ourselves as these egomaniacal people who will go out here and, you know, oh, I knock this nigga out, I do this, I do that. So they believe that the brand of protection that we can provide should more often not than not be physical. And in that regard, if we're not providing that, then we're not providing protection. But I want to look at some some other things. Let's let's talk about the majority, not all the majority of the type of women who have this 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 frame of thought. A lot of them, a lot of them have a common denominator where let's just be real. They're surrounding themselves with majority niggas, not men, niggas. They're they're not surrounding themselves with men. That they you have to look at who you allow in your life. Number one, you may feel the way that you feel because we tend to be a we tend to be nothing more than the sum total of our experiences. So I'm not going to negate the fact that you probably don't feel protected, but. If we want to unpack that and look at your history and extrapolate that data out, who have you been allowing in your life to, to form that ideology? It's also, it's also reflected in the workspace and in the work environment because of your life insurance, your life decisions as well. So your, your work environment tends to be emblematical of the professional decisions that you make. So, I mean, your life decisions are emblematical of the um, the professional decisions that you make. So in your professional life, you may very well be around the, the type of things <clears throat> that you've allowed in your regular life. So now you get into the workspace and you're expecting to be protected by your black male counterparts, but they're the same type of niggas that wouldn't protect you in the street. So why you expect them to protect you yet? Because we on the clock? No, nah, that's not going to happen. You You have to look at who you allow to be in your life. I think that there has to be some form of accountability both ways. Accountability is not a monolithic thing. It's a pendulum that swings back and forth. And if you expect for men to be accountable for what we should be doing for our women, you have to be accountable for the decisions that you make for yourself. Ironically enough, for these women also follow the ideology that they don't need a man for nothing. Yet, I mean, and they're bashing these men. I don't need a man for shit and this, that, and the other. I, I can do whatever I need to do on my own. But yet, they expect the same men that they are bashing to protect when they get themselves into some shit. 
Where, where? I mean, am I missing something uh, here? I, I, <laughs> no, I don't think you're one. missing something, but you know, her people, you know what I mean, tend to not know how to react to certain things. You know, I, you know what I'm taking from all of this, honestly, and I hear what you're saying, and I, and I think you there's a lot of validity to what you're saying, Brock, as far as the caliber of human being you put yourself around and the situations you put yourself in. And then now your expect your expectations change or they callous, you know, on on what you expect out of people. Uh, the thing I would try to advise people to do is try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt in every situation. If you see that brother recording, think about what he's really might be putting at risk just to record that. Even if he's stopping to take time out, he could be risking his job or or risking an appointment. You know what I mean? There's always a flip side of the coin. Nobody owes anybody anything in this world at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And oh, say that again for no, say that again for the ones in the back. Nobody anything what? at the anybody and nobody owes anybody anything at the end of the day. However, with us being at the bottom of the barrel, we have to learn <clears throat> to start to pick each other up in any capacity. So sometimes you may have to give somebody the benefit of the doubt that our first view may not deserve it or need it, or you feel like don't deserve it. You may not want to give it. But you have to do it because that can change their 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 ideology on how they treat the next person. So if somebody stops for a second, and I've actually been in that situation where a cop drew his gun on me. I was pulled over and a cop straight had his gun on me with his flashlight from outside of his vehicle, pulled up on the side of my vehicle, and I was just trying to pick up a turkey ham for my grandmother. He said I was trying to avoid him, said I was speeding. I was speeding but because I was late. But according to him, I was trying to dodge and, and, and maneuver from him. You know, I was outside of my uncle's house. He has his gun drawn on me. I asked a little girl to sit if she can watch because this guy was really aggressive and he was tearing up my vehicle at this time. And he kept saying stuff like, you know, it's guys like you that shoot cops in the back, wanted me not to look at him, wanted me to sit on the curb, all of this weird stuff. And there was nothing found. He pulled apart my door panels and yada, 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 the stuff that cops do. You know what I'm saying? But she gave me the benefit of the doubt by saying, maybe this dude didn't do anything. Let me sit here and watch him. And she took her time out to not go where she needed to be. I don't know where that young lady had to go. And I appreciated it because she could have left me out there high and dry. And who knows what direction that cop would have went. You know what I'm saying? She actually went and knocked on the door of my mm -hmm. uncle's house to get my family members to come down so there could be more eyes on us. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and in those situations with me being a thinking man, I always make a phone call when I get pulled over. So somebody's on speaker, I let them know the officer. Like, listen, you're on speaker. This so-and-so's on the phone. So we're all there. You know what I'm saying? I've always done that. But again, that's being able to think to a certain degree and I always be up for your emotions. And even as this officer is treating me a certain way, I still have enough wherewithal to ask a little girl like, hey, listen, stand around. Be a set of eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know which direction this is going. If I was all erratic and throwing my hands up and, and carrying on with the officer, who knows where I would have been at? You know what I'm saying? So I kind of had to let him have his day. I kind of had to eat a little humble pie. But at the same time, I'm trying to figure out what's the best way for me to get out the situation in one piece. And I think you have to start to lend that to other people to say that their autonomy is just as important as yours. So as much as you might be in distress, you shouldn't want that brother to put himself in any more distress than he is. He, the, the goal is for you him to pull you out and y'all both to be mm. out of distress. So he has to do that in the best strategic way that he knows how to. Sometimes that's just saying, hey, don't do that. Sometimes that's saying right. videotaping. Sometimes that's somebody tackling. It's whatever the best, but you have to at least say that brother tried and give him that. But see, 
but see, that's the that's that's where I think the um, the difference lies. If you ask, I'm I'm willing to bet if you ask 100 percent of men and women alike about your scenario, and they and then ask them, did you feel protected by that black little girl? Yeah. They would all say yes. But if you flip the script, if you flip the script and give the exact same scenario with a black man, I would argue Sad. that a lot of women would say no. So, Rock, let, and, and let, let me run this. this I, I think me and you spoke on this. So I'm going to give a little history. So black women historically have always had our backs from slavery, reconstruction, civil rights. So slavery, there wasn't too much the black man could do as, you know, our sisters were getting raped by the slave master. I mean, could have jumped in, but then we put in both ourselves at, at harm's now, way. Now <laughs> and, kids ain't got no parents. <laughs> so, I, I, you know what? You, you, you got to have that, that balance. Then you move to reconstruction. If we would have spoke up then, we would have got hung. But the sisters still had our backs. Move up the civil rights. You know, the water hoses, the, the sit-ins, everything. The sisters were there. And I think sometimes we, we, we don't get a fair shake. So at all three of those different instances, it's not like we didn't want to have our sisters back. I, I, but when you said, but I want to ask you something. This goes back to what Ab just described. When you say have our backs, they were there. They were supporting. They were using their voices. Um, some of them incited violence. A lot of them did not. Does does being there and having our backs always have to be depicted in a form of physicality? No, that's why I said earlier. It's not. It doesn't always have to be physical. Right, it doesn't always have to be, but when it comes to us protecting our women, it seems like the vast majority expects for us to protect them in a physical manner. I'd say it goes beyond that, yeah, regardless though, if, of I, if the I can and kind of go a little to the side a little bit. Try to follow me a little bit real quick. So you're right. They want us to, to, to kind of jump in and as a physical manner. But what else do they have to hang their hat on? In what other way? has black men, and let's be real, and, I'm, and this isn't, I know we're gonna deal with accountability on our end, you know what I'm saying, in the other segment, but just to touch on it, what have we done outside of being in a bad or negative situation to uplift them, for them to feel secure that we have their back? We damn sure don't show it in our music, not often. We don't show it when we get a bunch of success, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Kanye rapped about it and then actually right. physically did it. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 have all of this. You you see the the, the fair skinned women in the videos, and even though they're both being you know subjugated in a way, it's still the optics of this look of the long straight blonde hair is better with the fairest skin. The way your sisters naturally come out is okay. enough. So on even on the good end, it doesn't even look like we always have their backs. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to understand it's a lot more. And then as Chris just said, if you take it to the point where after the civil rights era, they've always had our backs, what changed, what was next was the welfare era. You understand what I'm saying? So now it's like, who's mm -hmm. always had the black man's back as a sister? Mm -hmm. Every time we try to crush them, she rebuilds this man up. So what do we got to do next? You got to make sure that he hates him. 
We got to get him out the household. You don't need him. If you want to get this paper, you can't have him in the household. Sister, you're independent. Get your credit card. Get your job on. Get your education on. What does he worth to you? You know what I'm saying? So that division is there as well. And we have to recognize it. And that's why I said we have to start to give back that compassion, that benefit of the doubt, to understand that maybe if we just all give a little and take a little less with each other, we'll start to come together a little closer. And we'll start stop to look at each other with the hairy eyeball that maybe one will or won't have our back and just say, no, that brother got my back. That sister got my back. Because I could see it in the music. I could see the culture and how they talk about us. I could see it on how they're raising their kids and how who they put on a pedestal. They're not glorifying, you know what I'm saying? And not to throw her out there, you know what I mean? But I'm not, she's not, they're not glorifying WAP in certain cultures that keep us kind of oppressed. But they're glorifying the sisters that are doing their thing, that are that are creating businesses, that are raising their family, that are uplifting their black men. No matter what position he's in, no matter if she's the breadwinner, or he's the breadwinner. As long as he's doing what he's supposed to do, she's got his back because that's all that should matter. You know what I'm saying? So the repair work comes in more than just the violent acts of things that's done to us. It also comes in the things that we do as well. So I have to make sure that black men are is aware that as 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 they're looking at how we're being judged and how, as we're judging them. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it comes from a little bit of hurt too from our end. Okay. Okay, I can I can dig that. And now, if we want to talk about hurt and feelings and accountability, then I will go with it from here. This is my opinion. Um, in my personal opinion, and this is not for all women, but a lot of the ones that I've seen that fall in this vein of feeling unprotected, I think that it comes from a reactionary response when a man isn't pandering to something that strokes their ego. I know that it is common knowledge to talk about male ego, but let's talk about female ego. Um, if you are pulling your Derek Jackson and baby, it ain't your fault. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it can't be you. I mean, yeah, you ain't went to the gym, but you carry babies and you do this and you are this beautiful black queen. And if he don't see that, then there's something wrong with him. I don't care what you did. Oh, um, he ain't doing this, well then by all means you can step out on him, but if he steps out on you, baby girl, he is wrong. He's giving you everything you want to hear, baby girl, then this dude is heralded as a saint. And that's why y'all fell for the okie doke, because he was giving y'all that ego stroke. So, either men, either it's reactionary that you feel unprotected because it's a man who is not stroking your ego, and he's actually telling you the real about what he feels about you or thinks about you. Either that, or you live in this fairy tale world that everyone who looks like you is going to protect you, which is the most self-serving ideology I've ever heard. The truth of the matter is we protect what we care about and we care about the things and people that we know. The intimate, the more intimate the relationship, the more protective we tend to be. <clears throat> that goes for men and women alike. Now, I'm not just saying that, that this is a, is a male or a female thing. It goes for men and women alike. I think the difference is males already have that expectation. And for some reason, somewhere along the line, I think a lot of women lost the idea behind that. And if you think I'm lying, I'll give you this. Y'all are my boys. Y'all are my brothers. I love y'all. If something was going on with my family and I wasn't around, I have no doubt that y'all would step up and do something. 
but this is just me being this is just me being 100 I would not expect nor be mad about your reaction if it wasn't as extreme as mine you know why those are the women in my life I have the relationship with those women I have this my my wife my daughters my mother I have though I have those relationships I don't expect you to put your life on the line for something that is that near and dear to me but for whatever reason, um, Tisha so and so is expecting Tyrone so and so, who ain't never met you a day in his life, to put his shit on the line for you like he would his wife, and that is asinine to me. That like that that is not going to happen. That is a fucking fairy tale. Now, as far as um, you know, like I said, the women in my life. My, the women in my life feel protected because a lot of the women in my life, I, they, they were a lot of my posters. I asked them, hey, you know, do you feel that you are protected? And it was an 80% astounding yes. You know, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I go back to my original statement earlier. For these women who feel like they aren't protected by black men, I'll just ask you this. Are you protecting yourselves? And I don't mean as individuals or black women even um, helping to protect black women in droves. I go back to this whole Derek Jackson thing, not to make it about him, but he's the hot tea right now. So let's just bring it up. Um, he was out here doing his thing. Black women fake mad all over the place. But they're mad at him. Why aren't they mad at the women that he was cheating with? Where were those, why, why weren't those black queens protecting his black queen and, you know, being like, nah, you're not going to do this to her. Where was that protection at? You're not even protecting one another and you expect people who don't know you to protect you. And the same can be said for black men. We're not protecting, our, we're not protecting ourselves from one another either. The only difference is we don't expect women to either. We got some work to do. Mm. Yeah, we, we all got some work to do. And, yeah. and I, I can't disagree with anything you said there. You know what I mean? Because, again, accountability must be had on every side of it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I agree to, 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 to a large extent of what you just said. You know? But, again, at some point, man, yeah. somebody's got to give a little. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's got to say, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? And you're right. Black women got to and, – and you're starting to see it a little bit more. You know what I mean? It, we're, we're hitting that stride where we're, we're – we're, we're yeah, it's starting yeah, to gain a little some bit spaces. of steam. We're starting to come into our own. We're starting to see that we got to stop portraying each other as an enemy. You know what I'm saying? And every at every turn, you know what I'm saying? At every turn, bad mouthing, mm-hmm. bad mouthing, looking for the negative, yeah. looking for the negative, looking for the negative. And on the flip side of that coin, we got to make sure that we do good business, that we are upstanding, that we uphold the things that remain true. We uphold the things that are righteous, that we we uphold the things that they can't use against us. Because again. We're the ones that are under attack. So I know they say, well, the other races don't have to do it. Yeah, they don't. They didn't have to. They were put under chains for all these years. So they don't got to do that. Oh, well, cry, boo-hoo, get over it. They don't got to do it. We have a different set of responsibilities on us to get our people out of this situation. So that means we got to be a little bit better in some areas and a little bit more compassionate in other areas, right. a little bit more harsh on ourselves in other areas. Then so be it. That's what we got to do. 
You know what I'm saying? If you care about getting out, because some of us, if you want to be real, don't care about changing things, don't care about protecting black women, don't care about protecting black men. They want to go and jump on a pole. They want to go hit the block. They want to get their paper. They want to get their Gucci bag, driving their nice fancy car. And that's to them, that's it. There's no responsibility to the collective at all. And for them, you got to mm-hmm. let them do their thing and let them let the world have them. You can't focus on them. You know what I'm saying? But for the people that believe in the movement of the collective, everybody has a responsibility. Exactly. And I would say it starts first with yourself and your family. You, 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 you carry yourself well. You raise a good family. You teach them right from wrong. And you do the great things that put your family in a position to be success. You put your assets over your liabilities. And you move your family forward and you treat people kindly. And hopefully that 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 turns into something else. That becomes contagious. And that becomes a new cool thing. And you get enough families together, you get a you get a block. You get enough blocks together, you get a neighborhood, then you get right. a city. And that's how you take control. But if you, you can't do it by judging other people when you have skeletons yourself. You can't do it by yelling at somebody for not stopping to protect you when you wouldn't stop and protect the next man. Exactly. And you had an opportunity to protect. You know what I'm saying? So if you expect somebody to do the same action self exactly. of that, what you would do for somebody else? And if the answer is no, then you better not open your mouth to judge somebody else on it. Now, here's the one thing that I I, I do want to, and this will be my last my last thing on it. But I I think that with that, everything that you spoke on is absolutely true, and it's building. That's how you build a culture. We talk about black culture. That's how you build a culture. And our culture right now is prominently based on listening to other people as opposed to fo- formulating our own thoughts. Um, I think that a lot of black women are so busy listening to these gurus and things of that nature, your Steve Harvey's of the world, that they neglect to think for themselves. Steve Harvey got a lot of women out here thinking like a man, and that's caused them to think that a lot of them are men and would react how men would react and they're playing in male spaces and male and male energy and male environments and then when you get that male response then you go and cower behind your feelings and say that you don't feel protected um newsflash mm-hmm. ladies we come at each other real real harsh if i'm <laughs> out of shape and this that and the other um my brother's on this phone gonna be like nigga you fat nigga get your ass in the gym you need to do better you need to do better and you know what you i'm saying on Damn, them too. that's not funny you're right. like you got another plate brother another but, piece of chicken like where right <laughs> they make them feel like crap <laughs> right right we exactly however you can't do that to a woman a woman is, oh, baby girl, you are fine. You are you are beautiful in the skin that you're in. Go on ahead and get that other plate, girl. You love yourself. You are a BBW. You, you want to hear what you want to hear. It's I, I don't know if it's an innate thing, but that's what you want. And that's and while and and you fell in that space. So then you get, like I said, the Steve Harveys of the world who are taking telling you to act like a lady, think like a man. So you start thinking like a man, and then something clicked and a lot of these women start trying to act like men and they mm. forgot that he said act like a lady <laughs> <laughs> so they, they just missed that whole part and, and bypassed that and tried to play in male spaces and it, it's kind of rough over here baby so if you're expecting to feel protected via our words and our support and this that and the other and you are playing in a male space as opposed to being the woman that you are, what's wrong with thinking like a woman? 
it, it, it actually offers balance mm. to us so that we don't come at your Except ass like you we come for. at each other. Mm-hmm. So, so, right. So maybe, just maybe, um, this may sound Neanderthalic or just, you know, Stone Age to a lot of people. But maybe, just maybe, while we're sitting here talking about Black men protecting Black women and Black women protecting Black men, how about the self-accountability be Black women, you protect your, you, you protect and hold your sisters accountable. You police them. And Black men will do the same. And then we'll bring those ideologies together and hopefully that can start to formulate some community. Boom. There it is. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to stop this right here. And um, y'all get ready. Y'all get ready for uh, the male accountability oh, yeah. next week. Because uh, I'm coming for y'all too. That, oh, I'm, oh, listen. The brothers ain't safe right now. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. The I get ain't the same safe. energy. I get the same energy both ways. So I'm coming for you. Honestly, I think the brothers gonna catch it worse than, than anything, hey, man. Heavy, heavy uh, wears the crown, I man. Know we got so a lot to say about our brothers. King, man. You know, oh, man. a lot falls on you. So <laughs> listen, we got work to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peace. So we want to thank y'all for listening and see y'all next week. This is called Mike Paper Scissors.